1: Time for Hallsville Lady Indian Softball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Lady Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Lady Indians softball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Lady Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive. The game coverage of Hallsville Lady Indian Softball is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Lady Indians softball on the Lady Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth.
2: And welcome back here in Mexico, Missouri, here at Gallup Field for the Mexico Hallsville Monroe City triangular we are now about to get game two underway as Hallsville took game one against the Mexico Bulldogs eight to five and now are playing here and the game two against Monroe City let me hand it off to my friend Ben Schmidt who. You know, during a little break, got a Pepsi and a popcorn. He's ready to go.
3: Yeah, you can't ask for much better. $3 for a Pepsi and a bag of popcorn, I think, is one of the best deals that you'll find out there. And here, I had just enough time to grab one. I know you had a breakfast sandwich, so we're all we're fed. We're, we're feeling good now and we're ready to go for Hallsville's second game of the day. And we're on the air just in time as Christian Jones steps into the box, lays down a first-pitch bunt off the mound. The throw to first is going to get off the batter. Jones will go into right field. She'll make the turn ahead to second base. She's thinking three as the right fielder puts her hands up. It's still rolling. Jones on her way to third. And Jones is now going to have to go back to first or maybe second base as that ball went out of play right fielder would put her hands up. So, yep, that went out of play. It'll be a bunt single and then advance to second base on the throwing error and a good start for Halswell and Christian Jones.
2: Yeah, what a job by Christian Jones. Again, doing it with a bat, laying down a great bunt and able to go from first to second
3: and good start. Lucy Pratt, the pitcher, was off the mound. It was going to be a very tough play to get Jones, but then the throw bounced away and went down the right field line. But there's a second line in foul territory, which if it rolls past that one, that means it is out of play, and that's why Jones had to go back to second base. First pitch of ball to Delaney Crocker, who steps, and she had a hit in her last set-bat of the first game when Halswell took on Mexico. Now comes the next pitch to Crocker, misses down low, so Pratt's falling behind 2-0 and on the Hallsville shortstop.
2: Yeah, good eyes so far during this at-bat here of Game 2 for Crocker, and especially with Jones at second, Indians looking to add some more damage like they did in the first game, do it here against Monroe
3: City. This pitch to Crocker misses just below the knees. now 3-0, and and I have to say I don't think I'd want to be standing in that box right now against the starting pitcher Lucy Pratt. She has a whole lot of movement going on before the pitch, and then she's a lefty and looks to have a whole lot of heat on that pitch. Fires this one low, skips in the dirt, and that's a four-pitch walk to Crocker. So she'll head down to first base and the first two on to start the game for Hallsville.
2: Yeah, she's got a lot of heat, but she's got to figure out that command in Pratt. So runners aboard, first and
3: second. Now Madison Lucas coming to the plate with runners on first and second base. Nobody out. Lucas drove a double to the right center field gap in game one to drive in Crocker. She'll take a first pitch, and that's going to miss outside. So now five straight out of the zone, delivered by the starting pitcher Pratt, after Christian Jones, Bunt, singled on the first pitch of the game, moved to second base on a throwing error by Pratt. Now the 1-0 to Lucas, she'll take again, and that one's a college strike. Now we're even 1-1. One one.
2: Yeah, good pitch right there by Pratt. Finally starting to
3: seem like she's dialed in. So running off of first base, that's Crocker. She just walked. Jones, who singled, is at second base. 1-1 pitch. That one skips in low. Nice block behind the dish by Friedank And now 2-1. Lucas is ahead. Halswell, in their first game this morning, jumped out to a 3 nothing lead before the starting pitcher, Abby Lear, even took the circle. So hopefully they can give Wildenhain the same similar run support when she comes in the bottom of the first inning. This one grinded right side. That's into right field for a base hit. Jones can crawl on home. She'll score easily. Ball now bobbled, so Crocker will go to third. That's an RBI single for Madison Lucas. That's three straight that have reached for Hallsville, and it's one nothing, Lady Indians top of the first inning.
2: Yeah, great start for the Lady Indians. They started it off in the first game doing it offensively and they're doing it here again with the bats and they are capitalizing and monroe city is in a hole
3: right now runners at first and third no outs and they've already given up one run so single walk single and now first pitch to lear is going to be taking a ball and going to second base on the play will be lucas and without a throw now runners at second and third nobody out for halls looking to tack attack on some more runs and lear I believe that was called a ball so she should be ahead one and no Cleanup hitter playing first base. She started the game in the circle for Hallsville. Game 1 takes a strike call there. Now we're even a ball and a strike.
2: Yeah, that's a dangerous situation here for Pratt on the circle, especially runners at 2nd and 3rd. Hallsville can add on more runs and no outs, and that could hurt.
3: Next pitch to Lear. That's going to miss high. Now it moves ahead. Two balls and a strike. I think big thing for Pratt is she's been behind in the count, too. Jones-Bunt singled on the first pitch, but since four-pitch while to Crocker, was behind 2-1 and one when Lucas singled, and now is behind 2-1 and one on Lear. Runners take their leads at second and third. This one, I believe that was called a ball. I saw the umpire raise up, but I don't think he raised that right arm looking at the scoreboard, and that's going to make it 3-1. Yep, correct. So Yeah, good eye, Ben. Lear now ahead. Three balls and a strike. Lucas and Crocker on base. Here's the pitch. It's taken, and it's going to nab the top of the zone. We're full.
2: Yeah, nice pitch. Top of the zone location there. Good pitch by Pratt.
3: So Lear looking to do some damage here. Nobody out. Runners on second, third, just underway. Top of the first inning. will up one nothing. 3-2 pitch. Swung on a miss as she was out in front. Pratt took a little bit off and got Lear to swing through it for strikeout. Number one and out number one and a big one. And now Moore coming up. Runners still second and third.
2: Yeah, well-needed strikeout for Pratt and Monroe City to get the first out of the inning. Runners stay aboard second and third.
3: The inning began with a Christian Jones-Bunt single before Crocker walked, and then Lucas singled her home. Now a swing and a miss. First pitch to Blakemore, 0-1. If you're just joining us, we're at the mexico Hallsville monroe City Triangular at Gallup Field in Mexico. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft. We had Hallsville's first game this morning. They took it 8-5 against Mexico. Now their second game against Monroe City, just underway. Oh one coming to Blakemore. It skips in there. I'll tell you what, Friedink behind the plate has had to grab a couple of those that have skipped in there, and she's handled them all perfectly.
2: Yeah, she's done a great job behind home plate.
3: So now one ball, one strike pitch to Blakemore. That one is going to be a call strike at the top of the zone. Perfect location there. To Blakemore now she's falling behind one and two and Hallsville needs a ball put in play here otherwise you start thinking about the possibility of wasting second and third nobody out if you put one in play a good shot Crocker scores from third base next pitch that's going to miss for a ball and now we're even two and two
2: yeah Pratt has done a good job against the last two hitters of the Hallsville
3: Indians and let's see what she can do here Two balls, two strikes, lefty pitcher facing a righty batter in Blakemore. Here's her delivery. It is just going to miss to make it a full count. That was a close pitch, and Blakemore with the stone-cold take. She's run it full.
2: Yeah, good eye by Blakemore.
3: So three balls, two strikes, one out, and runners on second and third. Here's the pitch. It is outside. That's a walk, and bases are loaded for the pitcher. Wooden Hand coming to the plate. That's the second walk of the inning for Hallsville.
2: Yeah, all the Ducks are on the pond for the Indians, and now it looks like we're going to have a mound visit as the infield comes into the circle and the catcher here for Monroe City. We'll, we'll see what Pratt can do with all the Ducks on the pond for Hallsville with only one out, and we're only you know just started this second game here in the top of the first and also is looking to add on more than just the one run they got right now
3: looks like we're gonna have a pinch runner for Blakemore who just walked at first base that's Haley Martin so Martin will run at first base give some added speed for the Lady Indians potentially a gap shot here from Wildenhain could clear the bases here we go bases loaded one out first pitch to where and she'll take that's a ball didn't miss by much there's been a couple nice takes by Hallsville in this first thing that have not missed by much at least doesn't look like it from our view up here on the third base side so now 1-0 on Wilden. Hey, next delivery that one is going to find its way in there now we're even 1-1 base is still loaded
2: yeah good pitch right there by Pratt she's finding her command she has had a hard time the last couple pitches with the heat and her command, but she's figuring it
3: out. 1-1 pitch way upstairs, and Wildenhand takes it. It's now had two balls and a strike. Wildenhand came in and got the final three innings of relief for Halswell in Game 1, and now she's back in the circle for the start in Game 2, this time against Monroe City. Here's the 2-1 pitch to her. She swings and rips that one foul, headed to the parking lot. And nice work there. There was a car driving right by you, put on the brakes. Otherwise, that could have potentially be headed for that, that driver's driver's side window. Yeah, great
2: reaction by the driver.
3: Two balls, two strikes, one out, and bases loaded. will already in front, one nothing in the top of the first. Here's the pitch to Wildenhayn. She'll take, and that is a called strike three at the top of the zone. Waldenhain took the risk of looking at it, and the umpire rings her up. That's the second strikeout for Pratt, and a big out number two here in the first inning.
2: Yeah, great pitch by
3: Pratt, able to strike out Wildenhayn, and bases are still loaded. So Marissa Osteen will step in, had an RBI triple to right field. In game one, she'll show bunt and foul it off to make it 0-1. Interesting decision there with a force at any base. Austin trying to lay it down. Defense was playing back, so I get the decision if you could surprise him, and Austin clearly looking was to bring that bunt off the first baseline and essentially force Monroe City to have one play at first, and that was it. But she couldn't get it down fair. So now 0-1. Pratt looking to get out of what was a jam early. Housel already had one in and runners on second and third. Nobody out, but no one has crossed the plate since, so this would be Nice work done by Lucy Pratt, the left-handed starting pitcher. If she can get out of it for the defense, Nash at second base plays a couple steps back in the first baseman. Pratt is a few steps in front of the bag. On our City's got Pratt and Pratt. No, actually, it's P- Faff. Pfaff. P-F-A-F-F. Pfaff. This one, a called strike. Oh, and two. And now Austin will really have to go to work if Hallsville wants to avoid stranding runners at every base they had second and third nobody out and then bases loaded with one out but a big strikeout of wilden hayne for pratt and now she will get another strikeout as austin goes down swinging that's the third strikeout of the inning for pratt and she strands the bases loaded giving up just one run thanks to madison lucas halso's out in front and now wilden hayne coming to the circle with the lady Indians up one nothing as we head to the bottom of the first inning on the show me sports network
4: dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more
5: than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor.
3: Bottom of the first inning now on the Show Me Sports Network. Hallsville and Monroe City taking this one in Mexico, Missouri for the Mexico-Hallsville-Monroe City Triangular here on the Saturday, September 10th. And Brienne Wildenhain will head to the circle for her first inning of work this game. She had three final innings to close out the last game where Hallsville won that one 8-5. to I almost said Mizzou won that 8-5 to because we were checking out the Mizzou football score in between the break as there's a strike one pumped into Lucy Pratt. Updates, the Missouri Tigers are not playing a very good brand of football right now. But back to the softball game that's going on in front of us. Brianne Wildenhain pitching now her fourth inning total of the day. 0-1 pitch is going to be a called strike. So quickly ahead, 0-2 pitch, on pitch, or crime to start this ball game in the bottom of the first. Snow 0-2, lefty batting Pratt, who can help herself out and get things going for Monroe City, but she won't do it. She swings and misses. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to the pitcher, Lucy Pratt, as she goes down on three strikes to start the ball game. Wilden Haynes got the stuff working early.
2: Yeah, a little pitcher's duel right there, and great job by Wilden Haynes to get out Pratt. Good start to the bottom of the first.
3: I don't know. Like, obviously, it has an effect on Wilden Haynes' pitch count, but you have to think, as here's the first delivery, swung on a miss to Kira Nash 0-1. That Wildenhand kind of has an advantage that she just pitched three innings like 45 minutes ago because she's fresh. She's not coming into this ballgame trying to figure it out. She she already knows what type of stuff she has for the day, ball high 1-1. I, I, I understand that it means... She's probably going to get tired a little bit quicker because she's already thrown a certain amount of pitches, but don't you think that's kind of an advantage to already have got those couple innings under your belt and have have the knowledge of what's working, swing and miss one and two?
2: Yeah, I totally agree. She is warm, and she is cool, calm, and collective, and she is just dialed in. And right now, she doesn't look rusty at all, especially being, you know— pitch those three innings of work in that first game.
3: Popped up on the infield, Lucas will come in, and on the edge of the circle, she makes the catch for out number two, and after just seven pitches, Hain has retired, both Pratt and Nash, off to a good start in the bottom of the first inning with Hallsville up one to nothing. Here comes Audrey Youngblood.
2: Yeah, great start for
3: Hain. couldn't ask for a better start defensively if you were Hallsville. So Youngblood will step in, looking to give Monroe City some sort of life on offense here in the bottom of the first inning. This one called strike 0 one Yeah, another great pitch right
2: there by Wildenhain.
3: I have to say, I'm a fan. Monroe City is sporting the pinstripes in their jerseys. I'm a big fan of those. Here's the 0-1 pitch grounded right side, and the second baseman Daly's got it. She will underhand flip to Lear at first, and that is a very quick 1-2-3 bottom of the first inning for Wildenhain and this Hallsville team. So we'll go to the second inning, Hallsville out in front, one to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network.
6: 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions
7: the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie Goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference want to make a big difference in your community be kind to others drive safely and put litter in its proper place
3: Back now on the Show Me Sports Network, Hallsville in Monroe City. First pitch to the first batter of the inning. Danica Alley has fouled off 0-1 as Pratt is back out for the top of the second inning looking for a smoother ride this time around. She'll get a call. strike now quickly ahead 0-2. Pratt had to face seven Hallsville batters in that first inning. Gave up just one run, did have to battle through a bases loaded situation. Now ahead on Allie, 0-2, looking to retire the first batter of the second. Here's the line, the kick, and the pitch swung on and missed as Allie's down on just three pitches. That's the fourth punch out of the game for Pratt and the first out of the top of the second inning.
2: Yeah, great job by Pratt there, and especially to get the strikeout. She's locked in, especially since she was comp, cool, and collective there in that bottom of the, or top of the first win. Hallsville had bases loaded, all ducks on the pond, and only got one run.
3: This pitch skips in there, and I apologize because I was very confident it was 0-2 when Allie swung on a missed, but it was actually just one strike in that count. So she was actually not struck out. So I spoke too soon. I to just covered in the scorecard too early. 1-2 pitch to Allie. She'll foul it off to keep the at-bat alive. So new life for her, at least on my end. I gave her new life, so hopefully she can take advantage. <laughs> uh, Allie can to lead off this top of the second inning. It'll be Allie Calvert, and then back to the top of the order.
2: Yeah, for sure. I was following your lead as well. But let's see what Allie can do right here. Not in a
3: hitter's favored count. Down 1-2. Top of the second inning. Hansel up one to nothing. Just about 15 or so minutes into this second game of three. Mexico and Monroe City will play after this for the conclusion of the triangular. Pretty much straight up defense for Monroe City. No one is playing in. Now back in the circle is Pratt. The lefty will lean over at the knee and send that left arm for a ball upstairs. Now 2-2 two and two on Allie.
2: Yeah, great eye by Allie. Not swinging at anything she doesn't like up and out of the zone.
3: Allie showing bunt in this two-strike count. Now she pulls it back. Here comes the next delivery, and it's swung on a miss upstairs. This time it is a strike three, so I can pencil that K back in. I will say good work there by Allie to prolong that bat, fell off a couple pitches and take a couple pitches, but she is eventually struck out. That's the third strikeout in a row for Pratt, and like I mentioned a moment ago, that's her fourth K already. All four of her outs have been on punchouts. First pitch upstairs, 1-0 to Calvert.
2: Yeah, great job by Pratt to get Allie to swing and miss and get her fourth strikeout so far of this game.
3: We're at the bottom of the order right now. This pitch, a called strike one-on-one on Calvert. Calvert, the number nine hitter, playing right field. Here comes the next delivery to her. And it is swung on, foul-tipped, in and out of the glove of the catcher, Friedank. So now it's one ball, two strike on Calvert. Scoreboard right now says two outs. I don't believe there's two outs. I know we had the strikeout wrong, but Allie was the one leading off the inning, and now it is Calvert up, so I believe that there should be one out. It's a one-ball, two-strike count on Calvert. She's back into the box, and the pitcher Pratt gets ready to send this pitch that misses outside, so now we're even two and two. Yeah, you're right, Ben.
2: It is only one out on the scoreboard. They just haven't changed it yet. Scorekeeper... Well, she
3: is, she is right above us, and I, I, that could have been on my doing, calling that first strikeout. May have thrown her off. This one line fell right on top of the Monroe City dugout. So we'll do the two-ball, two-strike pitch once again. Nobody on. Pratt just striking out Alley for the first out of the second inning. Hazel up one and nothing. They had their first three batters of this game all reach, one of them coming around to score. But Pratt has really settled in since then. Wildenhain went three up, three down in the bottom of the first. Next pitch. Called a strike three backwards K. Calvert is retired. Four straight punch outs for Pratt. And she's got five already. All five of her outs have been to the K. And if you look at it, going back to the first inning, five of the last six batters she's faced, she's punched out. Much, much better since that start where she let the first three reach.
2: Yeah, great job by Pratt. Second strikeout here in this top of the
3: second christian jones lays the bunt down it's a beauty off the mound the throw to first is just in time to get the hustling christian jones what a play by pratt to field her position well right there and deliver the throw to beat jones by about a step at the bag so a nice rebound second inning for pratt she goes three up three down and send us to the bottom of the second inning halls leading this one one to nothing on the show me sports network
8: find out more on Custom Laser Engraving LLC, a veteran-owned business.
9: Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at Hallsville Athletic Boosters at gmail.com. Let's go, Indians.
3: Back for the bottom of the second inning now. Ryan Wildenhain is back into the circle to get things going. Do you want to apologize. Justin and I were in a uh, tough battle with a Wasp in between innings. That's why we were a couple seconds late coming back on out of the music. Now we're ready to go. I think we've got the Wasp contained, but uh, you were certainly in a battle there. This one line, Crocker, can't make the catch. That's into center field. Bella Clark has got a leadoff single to start the second inning. She swings at the first pitch and hits a single.
2: Yeah, great single there for Bella Clark. Great start for monroe city and she was battling i know we were just battling what that was but i'm glad that he's on the other side of the window
3: yeah i um first pitch is going to miss a ball to emily friedang the catcher hitting fifth Bats with one on nobody out in the second i was a little nervous there for a second i felt like we were behind in the battle but i think now we have managed to contain it so now back to the game at hand. Clark off of first base, Friedank in just underway bottom of the second inning. Hallsville up one and nothing. Here's the next pitch to Friedank. She will take and that's a ball upstairs, 2 and 0 now on her.
2: Yeah, Well, we will see what Wilden Hain can do here and see if she can find a way to stay locked in.
3: Next pitch, bunt shown. It's dropped down. It's a good one. Lucas comes in. She'll throw to first. It is just in time to get the hustling Friedank. Lucas save a quick glance to second and then delivered a perfect throw, but with a hustling Friedank, she almost beat that out, if not for a good stretch on first base by Lear. So Freedink is retired for out number one. Sacrifice, but moves Clark into scoring position.
2: Yeah, great throw by Lucas to Lear and able to punch her out at first for the first out of the bottom of the second.
3: Abigail Smith will have a first pitch strike. 0-1 on the center fielder in an RBI opportunity. Monroe City looking to tie this baby up down one to nothing. Game were a little bit late getting underway because the first game went long, but we're moving pretty quickly now. Next pitch is upstairs. Nice work by Blakemore to come out of the crouch and reel that one in. So it's now 1-1 one one on Abigail Smith. Kellen Chapman waits on deck. Halza was up 1-0 from the get-go in this one. So that's where we currently stand. Bottom of the second one out. Next pitch swung on a missed. as Wilden blows it by Smith now in a two-strike count.
2: Great pitch by Wilden Hayne. Now she has a pitcher favored count and let's see what she can do here with a runner on second for Monroe City
3: into the lineup, here comes the right handers delivery it is going to bend low and inside good take there by Smith so now two and two it's in began with a Clark single to center field just over the glove of Crocker Friedeg moved her to second on a sack bunt, and now we stand with runner on second two balls two strikes and one out here's Wilton Haynes delivery that one is going to skip in there and now it's run all the way full first base is open so it's a walk, You would be the worst thing in the world, but you would love if Hayne, after being ahead, one ball, two strikes, was able to punch Smith out for out number two and bring up Chapman. Here's a 3 2 pitch, and it's going to come inside and hit Smith on the knee. And she will, with a slight limp, head on down to first base. She looks all right now. That's taken first the hard way, and now two on with one out for Monroe City.
2: Yeah, I just got to give her credit for standing in there and taking that pitch to the inside part of her leg, but it looks like she's okay as she makes her way down to first.
3: Going to Just give, kind of walk off. Yeah, they're going to give her a few extra seconds to make sure she's all right. Walks a little bit into that outfield grass. Now makes the turn heading back to first base. So she's all right. And now runners at first and second. That's Smith and Clark. Now Kaylin Chapman steps in. Monroe City looking to tie or potentially take the lead here in the bottom of the second inning. Looks like first base and Abby Lear may be expecting a ground ball put in play here by Chapman. She's a couple steps in front of the bag. Lucas About the same distance in. Here's the first pitch. It is swung on, hit in the air, shallow center field. Out goes Crocker. In comes Jones. Jones calls for it, and she makes the catch just in front of the infield dirt. She came running way in, and one pitch, one out to get Chapman. That's a big out number two here in the second.
2: Yeah, great job by Jones coming in and making that catch and communicating with the shortstop Crocker, because that would have been a tough play for Crocker to make great job by the center fielder and Jones to call her off and then make that catch.
3: So now Taylor Pfaff steps in. Runners at first and second. Two outs, and here's the first pitch strike delivered by Wildenhain. She had one strikeout in the first. Doesn't have any other since. But most importantly is zero in the run column so far, and one more out here in the second. could strain those two runners and keep it that way. Next pitch, this one's also a college strike. She's working very quickly and trying to offset the timing of fast. She's jumped ahead, no balls and two strikes. Defense in slightly at the corners, not a whole lot. Now, no ball, two strike pitch. Here it comes. It is just off the outside corner, one and two.
2: Yeah, good placement of the pitch right there. It looked like Wilden Hayne was going to be able to get that call, but just a little bit outside of the zone.
3: Here comes the one, two delivery. It is swung on. It's going to go off the glove. It was strike three. Blakemore's got to throw to first, and it is going to be. Not in time, and that's going to mean everyone's safe, and the bases are loaded. It'll go down as a drop third strike, and credit to Faf for hustling. She just beat that throw to first. Now bases are loaded.
2: Yeah, great job by Faf running down the baseline there and getting to first. Now all the Ducks are on the pond for Monroe City.
3: Ella Hayes, and she swings and misses at the first pitch, 0-1. Number nine hitter in this order has a chance to do some damage after what should have been out number three, but a drop third strike on the K allows Faf to reach now Faf at first two other runners on second and third this pitch a ball now one and one was gonna say Clark at third Smith at second nowhere to put Hayes right here Hallsville up one to nothing and two outs in the bottom of the second inning here comes the next delivery from Wildenhane. it is swung on a miss now one and two and potential here to get Hayes and make the drop third strike and not even matter for Hallsville and more importantly Wildenhane there in that circle she will look in. Catcher Blakemore putting down the sign, and here comes the righty's delivery. Swings the arm and gets the strikeout. Swinging so down goes Hayes. That's out number three, and it took an extra out. But Wildehan gets it and keeps Monroe City off the scoreboard. So we'll head to the third. It's been a low-scoring one early. One and nothing. Holszel leads on the Show Me Sports Network.
10: RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism.
3: Delaney Crocker, first pitched to right field and camped under it is Hayes for out number one. Crocker put a good swing on that one, but hit it almost right to Hayes. And before we even get a chance to catch our breath here to start the third, Crocker flies out for out number one. Pratt's really settling in.
2: Yeah, great catch by Hayes out there in right field and Crocker goes down it was a good at bat there good hit but Hayes able to get underneath of it for out number one
3: now Lucas takes a first pitch ball she drove in a run with an RBI single to right field in her first plate appearance that was way back when in Mahalsville put the first three on on single walk single ever since they have been retired almost entirely in order one walk mixed in there but Pratt has settled in since next pitch high a ball now one and one on Lucas excuse me two and oh on Lucas first pitch was a ball as well so now, Pratt's gonna have to go to work. Here's the two out to Lucas. She'll take, and that one's a called strike.
2: Yeah, good pitch, located just to the uh, right side of the zone. Good pitch there by Pratt to get a strike. We'll need a strike because it is a two-one count.
3: Here's the next delivery to Lucas. She'll swing and miss. Was late on that one. It's now two and two. Nobody on with one out in the top of the third inning. Hawsville playing as the road team, even though technically both Haasville and Monroe City are the road team, playing in Mexico today. Here comes the 2-2 pitch to Lucas. She'll swing and miss. A little bit of an awkward swing there, as I don't think she was on time with that one. She struck out. That's already the sixth punch out of the game for Pratt, and out number two here in the third. Two very quickly retired in this third inning.
2: Yeah, she is locked in for Monroe City. We got a little pitcher's duel going on so far through
3: this game. Here comes the first pitch to Abby Lear. It is right down. Nope, that's a ball. From up here, that certainly looks right down Broadway, but I guess that missed outside. It's now 1-0. We started this game about 20, 30 minutes late, but at the rate these pitches are going, we may make that time right back up. Here comes the next delivery to Lear. She'll take upstairs 2-0. and
2: Yeah, good eye by Lear. Not swinging at two pitches that were up in the zone by Pratt. Let's see if Pratt can stay dialed in here. All Monroe City needs is one out to get out of the third.
3: Here comes the 2-0 pitch. Lear will take. That's a strike. And now 2-1. Pratt really had got off to a rocky start. Bunt single, walk, RBI single. And then since has not given up a hit, walked to just one batter and struck out six in that time span comes a 2-0 delivery to Lear. She takes a big swing and grounds it, gets past the pitcher, shortstop to her left, makes a throw, and she's not going to get it as Youngblood put it on the money, but Lear beat it out. That's an infield single, and she's on here with two out in the third.
2: Good job by Lear. Way to hustle down the first baseline and able to get to first. Wasn't a hard hit ball, but she ran like no tomorrow and way to be aggressive and run it through, and great base running there by Lear to get the infield single.
3: So Halza with a little bit of life here in the top of the third inning after Lear gets her first hit of the game. She was struck out her first plate appearance. And now stepping in will be Meredith Blakemore. And she will go to work with Lear on first base and two out. Here comes the delivery to Blakemore, who walked her first time up. She will take a ball, just misses.
2: Yeah, good eye by Blakemore. Let's see what she can do with Lear on first. With two
3: outs. Back in the box now. Lear are off of first base. She just reached on an infield single. Here's the pitch grounded right side and right to the first baseman. Faf. She will take it to the bag and step on it for outs number three. So, Hullsville does get a base runner, but they leave Lear stranded. We'll head to the bottom of the third. But the Indians on top one and nothing on the Show Me Sports Network
0: more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you?
3: Brianne Hayne back in the circle and ready to go to work in the bottom of the third inning and hoping to keep Monroe City scoreless as she has had a good start to this one, first two innings have put up two zeros, and in total on the day, she's got five innings pitched, no runs allowed. Actually, she may have given up one run in the first game. I'm not totally sure off the top of my head. I think it was zero. I think she's still at zeros, but we will see. So she'll go to work after Pratt just had another nice inning back-to-back for her, and Wilden Haynes so far on two innings pitch has three strikeouts. She'll start with the top of the order, and Lucy Pratt here to get to this bottom of the third inning. Going first pitch. And that one is a call strike 0-1-1 on Pratt. Yeah, good pitch by
2: Wildenhain. Now facing Pratt. Let's see if she can stay dialed in and not give up any runs this bottom of the third. against 0-1 Monroe pitch,
3: City. line to left. That's a foul ball. Not by much, but it gets foul, so
2: 0-2. Yeah, that one for a sec looked like it was going to stay fair and laced down the left field line just over the third base
3: bag. So no balls and two strikes on Pratt. Lefty hitter facing the righty Wildenhane. And here comes the next delivery. It is swung on and missed. That's three pitches for a strikeout. The third of the game so far, excuse me, fourth of the game for Hain. And she's thrown six pitches for two strikeouts to Pratt and two at-bats.
2: Great strikeout there by Hain. well needed for Hallsville, especially to start off this bottom of the third, retiring the leadoff batter.
3: So now in is the number two hitter, Kira Nash. She popped out to third her first time up. Now 0-1 on her. Excuse me, 1-0 on her. I, I looked up at the last second and saw the bat move, but she was just taking it off her shoulder. So it's 1-0. One out, nobody on. Bottom of the third. She'll swing, and this one will be missed. Now 1-1 and on Nash. Wildenhand retired all three. She faced in the first. Same spot, 1-2-3. Got a little rocky in the second. She loaded the bases, but didn't give up a run. Now same spot here in the third inning, and she is behind 2-1 and as that one just missed to Kira Nash.
2: Yeah, let's see if Wildenhand can stay locked in here against Kira Nash. Karen Nash has got a hitter's count favored in her.
3: This one line shallow left field, and comes the left fielder. And Austin makes the catch. Crocker immediately will take the toss, and that is two up, two down. Nicely done for Woodenhain. Similar start here in the third that she had in the first.
2: Yeah, great start and a great catch in left field by Austin. Nash had a favored hitter's count, but was not able to capitalize. Good start again here in the bottom of the third by this Hallsville defense.
3: Audrey Youngblood grounded out the second to end the bottom of the first inning. Now she bats with two outs in the third and will take a first pitch. And it actually hits her, so she's going to head on down to first base. She tried to move the feet out of the way, but I guess that got her in the lower leg area, I think right on the foot. And they're going to give her a couple seconds to jog on out into the outfield grass and make sure she's all right.
2: Yeah, it looks like she is all right as she takes some time to walk off the first base bag
3: and back. Didn't get a hole out of her, but enough to obviously cause some slight discomfort and put her on at first base. So now going to have to go to work, Wilden Hain will with Clark, who has the only hit of the game so far coming up, and that'll be a first-pitch strike 0-1-1 to her.
2: Yeah, Wilden Hain, good pitch there, great command. Dropped it right in the strike zone, and a good start to this at bat.
3: Here comes the wind, and the right-hander will underhand it. It's in there, a strike The throw to second base is going to be safe and getting in there safely on the stolen base will be Youngblood. I paused for a second because the ball just disappeared. I didn't know where it went, but it had settled right in the dust. No one caught it. So it's now 0-2 on Clark, but Youngblood steals second base. A runner in scoring position, tying run for Monroe City. That not as important, though, is the batter at the plate. Clark, who's behind 0-2, two outs in the bottom of the third inning. Here's the pitch. It is just going to be fouled off. Just getting a piece of that one was Clark. She can nab her second hit in two at-bats. Youngblood probably makes this a 1-1 game after just swiping second base.
2: Yeah, Let's see if Clark can bring in Youngblood, who is at second.
3: Here comes the next pitch fouled off. That's parking lot bound, and we will do it again as that one will... Sullen's going to have to go retrieve that one because that's going to roll all the way down the parking lot. So still no balls and two strikes on Clark. First pitch single in the second inning. Now bats with one on and two out in the third. Here's the pitch. It is just going to miss upstairs. Clark started off at it but held up in time. Now one and two. Pretty much straight up Defense. Lucas plays about a step in front of the first base bag. Same with Lear at first. This pitch grounded left side. Crocker comes in. She's up with it. The throw to first. Lear's got it, and that will end the inning. Nicely done. 6-3 put out to retire this side. To the fourth we go. This game flying along, and Hossel's out in front one and nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network.
4: or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty.
3: Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're having a good Saturday. Thanks for spending it with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft, bringing you the second of two Hallsville games this morning. And now, I guess, into the early afternoon. Rand Wildenhain will lead off the fourth and take a pitch upstairs, 1-0, We're live with coverage of the Mexico-Hallsville-Monroe City Triangular. And now in the second game here in the top of the fourth, there'll be Wildenhain, Austin, and Alley due up to face a pitcher Pratt, who has really settled in ever since giving up a run in the first. This next pitch, a ball 2-0 on Wildenhain. Yeah, we
2: got a low-scoring, pitcher's duel type of game right now. Hallsville, though, up 1-0 as we start this top of the fourth.
3: Here comes the... Next pitch to Hayne. that's way upstairs. Now three balls and no strikes on Hain. She's ahead. The starting pitcher for Hallsville has gone three innings with four punchouts, no runs allowed. And now she's in the batter's side and looking to do some damage with Austin waiting on deck. Hain did strike out her first time up. She will hope to not do that here. She takes a called strike to make it three and one.
2: Yeah, green light opportunity for her.
3: Here comes the left-handed pitcher, Pratt. She will look into her catcher, Friedink, and now will straighten up, deliver one home. It's swung on a missed upstairs as Wilden Hand goes right through it. And now she's going to have to really... Tighten things up in a three ball two strike count Pratt bouncing all the way back after firing three outside of the zone to kick off this inning she's now got it full on Wilden Hayne and here comes the three two delivery pitches swung on a miss as Wilden Hayne waves through it she's set down on strikes for the second time that's the seventh punch out already of this game for Pratt and out number one in the fourth yeah great job by Pratt battling back
2: as she threw those first three pitches which ended up as balls, and then to battle back against Wilden and Hayden, and then strike her out with three straight strikes. What a K there for Pratt.
3: Bunt is shown, and then that's going to be a strike 0-1 on Austin, who struck out swinging her first time up. Actually, no, it missed outside, so that's called 1-0. I heard everyone sing, screaming Bunt at the same time. I thought I heard a strike call in there. Bunt shown again, and this time they ruled that Austin had one around. So now one ball, one strike. We're at this bottom part of the order, 6 seven, eight, 9 where every batter in the sequence has been struck out by Pratt. Can't blame him, though. She's had nasty stuff so far through three and a third innings. Now, 1-1 one, one count on Austin. Here's the next pitch two, or She'll show butt bunt and foul it straight back. Now, 1-2, do you think the bunt play's still on with two strikes?
2: We will see. Right now, it seems like Austin is still showing the bunt. So, with the infield kind of playing back, I like what she's doing. But we will see if she decides to... Swing through or attempt another bunt.
3: One ball, two strikes, nobody on with one out, and the top of the fourth with Hosel up one to nothing. Here's the pitch. And that one just misses outside the catcher. Friedang apparently thought that was called strike three. She pops right up and had already angled her body toward Falf down at first, ready to throw it around. But it was not called, so it's now two balls and two strikes back into the box. Now is Austin had the big RBI triple in game one. And here's the 2-2 pitch to where this one misses. And now she's run at full. Nice at bat. Austin is working right here.
2: Yeah, good at bat by
3: Austin. Now uh, full count. Let's see what she does here. left 10 pitcher Pratt. Bends over at the knee like usual. Now we will fire the 3-2 pitch. And it's swung on and missed. And the pump of the glove by Frey Dang out towards her pitcher. And that's a second straight strikeout here in the fourth inning. Eighth of the game for Pratt. Two up, two down in the fourth inning.
2: Yeah, Pratt is dealing on the circle, and she is just making every Hallsville hitter take their bat back to the dugout
3: and themselves. Danica Alley, first pitch just misses upstairs. Doesn't miss by a whole lot, but it's called a ball. One zero. This thing got off to a rocky start. Excuse me, this game got off to a rocky start for Lucy Pratt, and has really settled in since then. Here comes her one zero delivery, swung on and missed one-and-one. One. I have to say, I think Pratt's delivery is something unlike Hallsville has seen out of a pitcher so far. Just the way she bends over and then rocks that, that back leg all the way back and then brings it home. It's it's certainly slightly more unconventional. She's getting a whole lot of momentum, and now it is going to be, Do they call that one a strike?
2: I think so. I think it was called a strike by the home plate umpire.
3: That would make it one-and-two on Danica Alley, looking to avoid being the ninth Strikeout victim of the game. Here's the next delivery to her. And this one just misses. Nope, that's a call strike. So there, was, yes, there yeah. was it was two and one before. It's now two and two.
2: Yeah, two and two.
3: What can Allie do here? Two strike count looking to go to work. Hallsville does lead this game one and to nothing top of the fourth inning. Here's the pitch. It is swung on, hit to right field, but that's gonna get a foul. Allie went up to get that one. That was a high pitch, and she went up and got it, but she was out in front and fouled it down the right field line.
2: Yeah, a little too early there by Allie. Tried to lace that one down the right field line, but just ended up foul over
3: there down the line. We'll do the two-ball, two-strike pitch once again. Pratt will straighten up, swing the left arm, and just miss outside, 3-2. and That's a nice take there by Allie. Doesn't look like it missed by much. And now a 3-2 pitch coming. Haley Calvert waits on deck. Number seven hitter, Allie currently at the plate. Excuse me, number eight hitter at the plate, and she will foul this one off to stay alive.
2: Yeah, good at bat here.
3: First three hitters of this game reached way back when for Hallsville, and now with two outs in the fourth, we see it here. Only two batters have reached since, a walk and a single, and mixed in with that, a whole lot of strikeouts for Pratt. She's got eight of them. Three balls. And two strikes. Here's the pitch. It's going to be upstairs. And that's a walk for Allie. Nicely done there as she battled that one to ball four. And show on down to first. A two out base runner for Hallsville with Calvert coming to the plate.
2: Yeah, good job by Allie there to battle Pratt and find a way to win that at bat. And she gets on.
3: So now Haley Calvert will step in. Right fielder struck out looking back in the second inning the second out of that inning first pitch grounds a weekly right side it's going to stay fair and taking it to the bag easily will be faff so one pitch nice rebound there by pratt gets the weak ground ball from Calvert to end the inning this game staying low scoring holes has got a one nothing lead and will back out to the circle in the bottom of the fourth when we're back in just a moment on the show me sports network
5: at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor
6: 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions
3: to the bottom of the fourth inning we go on the show me sports network ben schmidt justin kraft back as his first pitch is down the left field line and foul that kind of went into our blind spot as we're right above the third base bag. And both the left fielder, uh, Steen, and the shortstop, Crocker, went after it, but neither unable to come up with it. So it's now a 0-1 count on the leadoff head of this inning. Emily Friedank. that was also oh close to being brought in for out number one, Friedank Now back in the box, here's Wilden 0-1 delivery, to her, and upstairs 1-1 one and one. through three innings. Wildenhayne has struck out four, has not allowed a run, and now will face 5-6-7 in the order. Friedank Smith, and Chapman here in the bottom of the fourth.
2: Now let's see what Hain can do here in the bottom of the fourth.
3: Next pitch hit well right field going back on it. And then over the shoulder catch. Nicely done by Calvert. And she tracks that one down in deep right field for out number one. Well hit ball there by Friedank. And nicely done by Calvert. She had to track that one all the way in. And she gets out to number one here in the fourth.
2: Great catch by Calvert. And great jump there to read that one. Get over in time and make the catch in right field.
3: Yeah, she got a good read on that one right off the bat and then tracked it down. So Abigail Smith steps up, and first pitch will miss for a ball. She was hit by a pitch in the sixth inning as two Monroe City batters have been hit by pitches in this one. Now 1-0 and on Smith. Nobody on and one out here, bottom of the fourth inning. Next pitch, swung on a miss. She was late on that one, took a big rip, and came up empty 1-1. and defense essentially at normal positions no outliers there this next one also swung on a miss so smith behind one and two she was in a full count pitch when she got hit that first time up and now with one and two gonna have to go to work here nobody on and one out. monroe city has been kept scoreless so far one two pitch that's way upstairs and now even two and two as chapman waits on deck Two balls two strikes one out here's the next pitch it's going to get fouled off as that was just a protective swing right there It was a low pitch and Smith essentially took a half swing but she made contact and that's all that matters she stays alive so we'll do the 2-2 once again
2: yeah great job by Smith like you said been a protective like hit there by Smith to just stay alive in this, this one
3: count. swung on and missed strikeout number five for Hayne, and the second out here of the fourth three in a row retired by Hain, and she's gone two up two down here in the fourth inning
2: yeah, great work by Wilden Hain, and two up, two down. She's dealing.
3: So now it'll be up to Chapman to keep this fourth inning live for Monroe City. Here's the first delivery to Chapman, and she will take upstairs 1-0. Monroe City will hang around to play Mexico following the conclusion of this game. We'll head on out and make our way back to Columbia. Here comes the next delivery pitch is a called strike one and one on chapman flew out to center field her first time out christian jones came way running in to make that catch made it look effortless here comes the one one delivery it is swung on and missed as chapman moved way up in the box to try and connect with that one and then came up empty so now one and two on the third baseman of monroe city yeah
2: chapman wanted that pitch that wilden Hayne just threw to her she was trying to send that one over the fence.
3: This one is swung on a miss and back-to-back case for Lodenane to end the fourth inning. She gets Smith and Chapman to go down swinging and keeps Monroe City scoreless on a 3-3 three three on top of the fourth inning. Excuse me, bottom of the fourth inning. So we'll turn and head to the fifth now. This one is all pitchers so far. one nothing. Hazel leads on the Show Me Sports Network.
7: The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Jefferson City Chapter 10
8: Find out more on Custom Laser Engraving LLC, a veteran-owned business.
3: Can will put some insurance runs on the scoreboard, leading this one one to nothing as we head to the top of the fifth inning? No, I said insurance runs. Maybe fifth innings are a little early to call it that at this point. Just a seven inning game so not a whole lot of time left but it will be top of the order for Halls will do up and what better person to start off this fifth than Christian Jones the bunt single master and defense is expecting that but first pitch is upstairs a ball Jones didn't even show bunt on that one. Third baseman Chapman and first baseman Pfaff are essentially halfway in between third and home by the time the pitch is delivered they're expecting a bunt here by Jones who wouldn't Next pitch bunt is shown. It's got down. It's up the first baseline, and the tag will be applied to Jones as she just got too much of that one. And the ball got to pass glove right about the time as Jones was trying to run by, and she just applied the tag for out number one. Good idea. Just had too much on the bunt.
2: Yeah, good idea. Just had a little bit too much on the bunt. And Faf just a great job by the first baseman to you know come up on that first baseline and tag Jones out.
3: Crocker is 0 for 1 with a flyout and a walk, and she'll take a first pitch strike. 0 and 1. Pratt is really settled into a groove, but not to be outdone by Woodinhan for Hallsville on the other side, who's got six strikeouts in four innings. Most importantly, no runs allowed. Pratt's given up just the one. Next pitch, to Crocker strong on a miss. She's behind 0 and 2. Took a big cut there, and now will have to go to work in an 0-2 count.
2: Yeah, good start right here by Pratt against Crocker in this at bat.
3: Here comes the no-ball two-strike pitch delivery from Pratt, and it's going to be way upstairs. Nicely speared on the way by by Friedenck. and now one and two. Not a whole lot of hits to come so far in this game, just three so far for Hallsville. and two of those came in the first three batters of the game. Jones has got one, Lucas has got one, and Lear has one. Next pitch popped up on the infield, and the pitcher off the mound. Pratt will make the catch, and two up, two down, retired on just six pitches. As Pratt continues to be in control, and now we'll go to work against Lucas.
2: Yeah, great catch there by Pratt. It's, it was an infield fly. She was the closest one to it, and she makes the routine catch for out number two.
3: Lucas now steps into the box. She had an RBI single in the first inning. That's responsible for the one run Hallsville has. First pitch goes to the backstop on the fly, and now 1-0 and on the third baseman of Hallsville.
2: Yeah, she threw that with some heat because the catcher, uh, Friedank wasn't even able to catch it there and went way over her head and hit the fence behind home plate.
3: Long look in. Here's the 1-0 delivery to Lucas. She'll take it. That one's a called strike at the knee, So we're even 1-1. One and one. Pratt's got eight strikeouts so far. She had a K in every single inning. Up to this point, does not have one. First two batters retire this inning on a ground out and a pop out. This one fouled off right side and that will get into the bleachers Makes it now 1-2 and two on Lucas. Defense alignment against Lucas is pretty much what you would expect. No one really playing out of place. Third baseman, a step in front of the bag. Meanwhile, the first baseman, Faf, is actually playing behind it. This one will skip in the dirt. Now we're even 2-2. Two and two. Interesting that... You would think it'd be reversed with the first baseman playing in against a righty and the third baseman playing back to give herself more time. Mm. But Chapman, I guess, is potentially thinking if Lucas hits it that way, it won't be hit all that hard. Here comes the two-ball, two-strike pitch, no one on and two outs, and it doesn't even make it to home plate. It's now full on Lucas. So far, Holder's only been retired in order one time. That was the second inning, but just one run scored.
2: Yeah, good eye by Lucas there as Pratt's pitch was down in the dirt. And she didn't chase after it.
3: Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Pitch to Lucas. Just misses, and that's a walk. Second time she's reached, and that was one heck of a take right there on a 3-2 count. Looked to be just outside, and now Lucas will take her base.
2: Yeah, good job by Lucas, and now she's on first, getting the walk.
3: How to bring up Abby Lear, who's got a strikeout and an infield single. Defense plays in at the corner. Here's the first pitch to her, and she'll take a called strike 0-1-1.
2: Yeah, good pitch by Pratt, finding a way at this at-bat against Lear to get ahead in the count.
3: Hullsville could have broke this game open in the first. They did not, and that's where we sit one to nothing. This one grounded right side, second baseman Nash is going to flip to second, take the force out there, and the fielder's choice will end the inning. Hullsville puts a runner on base, but can't do anything with it, and this stays one to nothing as we head to the bottom of the fifth. Hullsville winning on the Show Me Sports Network.
9: Attention Indians fans. Here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at Boosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians.
0: your
3: last line of defense. Bottom of the fifth inning now, Hallsville, bloody Indians defense back out on the field ready to back up. Rianne Wildenhain, who's punched out six, has not allowed a run through four innings of work. And now out for the fifth. She threw three innings in the first game, so this has been a really successful day for her. Has not allowed a run yet in either appearance. And now we'll go to work starting with the number eight hitter, Taylor Pfaff. Yeah,
2: let's see what Wildenhain can do here. And the way she's pitching, she will probably pitch throughout the rest of this game if she can keep it up here in the bottom of the fifth.
3: First pitch swung on a miss. Faf steps in, struck out swinging her first time up, but reached on a drop third strike. Look in by Wilden Hand. will rock back and then swing that right arm and deliver a called strike quickly. 0-2. Oh Here go Faf, Hayes, and then back to the top of the order in Pratt. Monroe City still got nine more outs to work with, but not a ton of time, and they're trailing one to nothing. Here's the next delivery. This one line left side. Lucas over, and it goes just out of the reach of her glove. Just missed making that catch. Would have been out number one as she ran into foul territory up against her dugout.
2: Yeah, good try there by Lucas hustling over to try and make the catch right next to her dugout, but just out of the reach of her glove.
3: That would have been one more step into foul territory. We wouldn't have even been able to see whether or not she made the catch. 0-2 pitch, misses outside. It's now one and two on the first baseman. Same old, same old on defense for Hallsville. 1-2 pitch. That's going to miss low and away. 2-2 two and two count now. Bottom of the fifth inning, Monroe City asking, acting as the home team here at Gallup Field in Mexico. This one grounded weakly left side. Crocker coming in. She's going to have a tough play, though to first is not in time and beating it out by a step. It's Faf. And that's a leadoff single to start the fifth inning. Crocker made a great play on it, but just late. And I mean by maybe a half step max. Yeah, bang, bang
2: play. Way to go by Pfaff to run it out there. Hustle down
3: the line and get to first. That's just the second hit of the game for Monroe City and the first for Pfaff. And now Mm -hmm. Hayes will bunt it and it will get foul. So we will have to do it again. Hayes was clearly trying to advance the runner Faf over before going back to the top of the order, but it rolled into foul territory on the first base side. So we will do it again. Lucas in at the corner along with Lear, the third and first baseman. Bunt shown again. It's going to be off the batter, and they are they going to roll hit by pitch? I thought she had still been around, so wouldn't that be a called strike? They're going to come in and have a discussion with the umpire. I think that's what they're going to talk about because she had squared, bunt. I don't think she ever pulled it back. If she didn't pull it back, then that would be a strike. But if they ruled she had brought the bat back in time, then that'll mean hit by pitch and runners on first and second. Yeah, we'll see what they're they gonna call rule, here. They're going to rule her first base. So that's another hit by pitch. Third of the game and Ella Hayes is reached. That's an interesting call because it didn't look like she pulled the bat back.
2: Yeah, very interesting call. And the coach for Halzo having a word with the home plate umpire about that call.
3: He's motioning for the field umpire to come in and join this discussion, so... I mean, obviously it's a split-second thing, but from our view up here, it looked like Hayes had never pulled the bat back, and even though she got hit, if the bat is still across the plane, then that means it would have been a strike. Yeah,
2: still discussing
3: it right now. I I don't see any change coming of this, and I think Hallsville head coach just kind of wants an explanation of why And you can see him motioning. You can see him making the moves like you would if you were bunting. He's making the hand motions, but he's not going to win this argument. It'll be runners on first and second with Lucy Pratt coming up. Good news, if you want to say, for Hallsville is that Wildenhain has been in control of the two at-bats against Pratt so far. Six pitches, six strikes, and two strikeouts. Could use a third one of those Ks right now here with a little bit of trouble brewing.
2: Yeah, head coach Ryan Crane for Hallsville tried to. Get the umpires to reconsider the call, but runners on first and second.
3: Here comes Pratt, first pitch, swung on a miss. She takes a big hack, and it is now 0-1 on the pitcher and a leadoff hitter. Big lead out there at first base for Hayes. She got well on her way to second base, but then scurried on back. Here comes the 0-1 delivery. Bunt showed, and it's going to be missed, but did she pull the bat back? They're going to have a feeling, and it's going to be called strike. It was appealed to the field umpire, and they ruled that Pratt did not pull that back in time, so it's not quickly 0-2 on her.
2: Yeah, let's see what Pratt can do here. This is a big momentum shifter if Monroe City can find a way to get runs on the scoreboard here.
3: That's the first pitch that Pratt has seen that isn't for a strike as it missed up and in. Now 1-2. Pfaff singled to the shortstop Crocker to lead off the inning. Hayes was just hit by a pitch when she was trying to bunt. Nobody out, to on next pitch. Line, left field. Coming in is the left fielder, Austin, and she'll make the catch in foul territory. Nice running grab by Austin as she reached out with that right-handed glove and makes the catch route number one. That's big right there. Yeah, great catch by Austin, running in and catching that down the left field line in foul territory. Great catch. Bottom of the fifth inning, Monroe City looking to at least tie this game up, if not take the lead. They've got two on with one out. Now the number two hitter, Kira Nash, steps in. She's 0 for 2, swings first pitch, pops it up. Giving a chase will be Lear, but it goes out of play 0-1. Starting pitcher, Brianne Wildenhain has been pretty much in control from the get-go. Four scoreless innings, now four and a third scoreless innings with six punch-outs. Now we'll... Have a quick examination of the new softball. It is 0-2 on Karen Nash. Didn't even realize that was a strike right there. It's now 0-2 on Nash. The second baseman looking to avoid dropping to 0-3. for 3 And at the very least, move these runners over. And here comes Haynes' delivery. It is below the knees. Now 1-2 on the number two hitter. Yeah, can Nash capitalize
2: and find a way to get runs on the scoreboard for Monroe City?
3: Look in by Wildenhayn. Kicks the leg and delivery. That one just misses. I know called strike three, delayed call. Wow. There's confusion at home plate. The umpire did the, the motion of a strike three, but the batter at the plate, Nash, believes that was only strike two. So she's looking down towards the third base coach saying that was only strike two, strike two. but the home plate umpire says, no, that's a call strike three and confusion going on. Yeah, massive confusion right
2: now with Nash trying to figure it out with the home plate umpire and then her coach the, the kind of agreeing with her now speaking with the home plate umpire. Yeah,
3: we got some massive confusion down there. The scoreboard said two strikes before that pitch. And the batter is out. They rule that Nash gets struck out looking. He he immediately when the strike was called did the the lawnmower lawnmower motion of the called strike three. Mm-hmm. And Allie certainly thought. Excuse me, not Alley, Nash certainly thought that that was only strike two. And after discussion, I, I mean, I I had it a strike two. You had it. I mean, I had it a strike three. You had it a strike three, and the scoreboard did as well. So now two out, back to back retired, and Audrey Youngblood will pop this one out of play. Oh and one. Very interesting there when you see a play where it just multiple people disagreeing on what the count actually was, and that mm-hmm. now that helps that helps Hallsville in that instance. So now no balls and a strike. One more out to get in this bottom of the fifth inning for Hallsville. Runners at first and second. Next pitch misses upstairs, 1-1. One and one. And on top of that, the strike three call in that last bat was a delayed one, too. He, t- he took his sweet time to make that strike three motion. He came up from his crouch and then called it. One ball, one strike. Runners at first and second. Hallsville up one to nothing. Here comes the delivery. Pitch is swung on, hit well to left, going back. Austin. She's got it measured and making the catch at the wall for out number three. And Austin has ended the inning. Nicely done by Austin as she got back at the wall. And on a pit that just missed, giving Monroe City a three run lead, Austin sends us to the sixth. What a catch by Austin! So Hallsville keeps the lead. They're still up one to nothing, and to the sixth inning we go. We'll be back on the Show Me Sports Network.
11: Sawdust247.com, Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop.
3: Top of the sixth inning now on the Show Me Sports Network. College out in front, one to nothing, and largely due to the fact that Marissa Osteen just made an incredible catch at the wall, backing up. Made it really look a lot easier than I think it was. First pitch misses upstairs, one and out to Meredith Blakemore. Off the bat, I told Justin during the break, when that ball was first hit, I thought that was getting out of here for a three-run blast, but it makes its way to about the wall where Austin has it sized up. Next pitch, ground to weakly right side. It is going to stay fair, and then just applying the tag will be the first baseman faff on the batter. Blakemore, that ball, I thought off the bat might roll foul, but it stays on the Fair side of the line, and two pitches, one out. Blake Moore's retired to start the sixth.
2: Yeah, I thought for a sec that was going to be gone, but what a catch by Austin at the warning track in left field.
3: So now stepping in will be Wilden Hayne, the beneficiary of that catch. She gives this one a ride deep right center field, but in the right fielder, Hayes will run this one down. Didn't make it as far as the hit a moment ago, but it was hit well off the bat, but Hayes gets it. And just three pitches needed to retire, two outs. Pratt, once again, looks like she has settled in.
2: Yeah, great job there by Nash, or by Hayes, excuse me, to find a way to go 10, 20 yards to her right to be
3: able to make that catch in right center. Bunt has shown pitch is going to be missed, and it's now 0-1 on Austin. She struck out swinging twice. But if Hallsville hangs on and wins this game that they currently lead one to nothing, I think the most important play will not be what she did at the plate. She'll ground this one weakly right side. That is fair, and Faff will step on the bag. And a very quick inning, just five pitches needed for Pratt to retire Hallsville in order and keep them leading by just one run. Oh no, that was ruled foul. I gotta stop looking down at my sheet after the plans. No balls and two strikes. The play had, it continued and everything, and they ruled it foul. This one misses low. So now one ball and two strikes on Austin.
2: Yeah, let's see what Austin can do here for the Indians. Already two outs here.
3: One ball and two strikes, two outs, and nobody on. Here's the pitch. It is swung on and fouled off. So Pratt looking to get this final out.
2: Yeah, Pratt has been dealing all game on the mound for Monroe City.
3: One ball, two strike count, nobody on in this top of the sixth inning. Hallsville got one run, three batters into this game, but hasn't done anything on offense since this next pitch is swung on a miss. Strike three, and that is the ninth punch out of the game for Pratt. As like I said a moment ago, she retires the side in order here in the sixth. Willard Haynes and this Hallsville defense coming back out for the sixth. They've got six more outs to get to win this game. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hallsville up one to nothing.
12: the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT.
3: Back for the bottom of the sixth inning. Halls are out in front of this one. one to nothing. and Weldon Hain back to work. First pitch to Bell Clark. Misses outside 1-0. and oh. Next pitch also misses low 2-0. and oh. Monroe City sensing that They've got a score here pretty soon. isn't is there about as loud as I've heard them all throughout this game. Trying to will the middle of this order to lead Monroe City into a comeback. Here comes the 2-0 delivery. Pitch is grounded left side. Crocker has got it on a couple hops and then throws the first in time. Clark is retired. One up, one down. Exactly what Hay needed to start this sixth inning.
2: Yeah, great start by Hayne, And what a throw by Crocker, the shortstop to the first baseman Lear to get the first out of this bottom of the sixth.
3: Just five more outs to get for Halswell to grab a victory on their second game. They would move them to 2-0 and on the day. against Mexico and Monroe City. And if Wildenhayn, who fires a first-pitch ball to Friedank, if Wildenhayn can complete this game on the circle, she will have gone 10 innings on the day. Want the final three in the first game. He's been a workhorse this morning and now into the afternoon as we hit closer towards 1.45 p.m. Next pitch... That one, I think, is going to be a called ball. Umpire raised that arm, but I don't think he called strike on it. I believe it's two balls and no strikes on Friedank. Next delivery on its way. This pitch certainly upstairs. So if I'm correct, that should make it three balls and no strikes. Yep, it is. Good eye, Ben. I'll tell you what, it's hard when you have the umpires that like to raise the right arm on pitches where they don't even call strikes. Three balls and no strikes next delivery. Not even close, and that's a four-pitch walk to Freedank. She is on with one out in the sixth and tying run aboard for Monroe City.
2: Yeah, let's see what Monroe City can do here with Freedank
3: on. Abigail Smith will come up. She's been hit by a pitch and struck out swinging. Now would be a great time to roll up a double play. Halls looking to have a quick meeting at the mound, sensing a pretty big moment coming up. I don't think we see seen Hallsville toe-to-ground ball double play. They had one turned on them earlier today, but now would be a perfect time. Just nice 6-4-3 tournament and get, get us to the 7th. That would be pretty nice, I'd say.
2: Yeah, we'll see what they do here as Hain gets a little mound visit from her infielders and the catcher, Blakemore.
3: Lucas Crocker, Daly, Lear, and Blakemore all surrounding the starting pitcher, Wilden Hay. Now that meeting concludes, and we'll go to work now against Abigail Smith. Chapman waits on deck. I mentioned Smith, 0 for 1, but reached on a hit by pitch that came in the second inning. No base runner so far for Monroe City. But shown it's going to be ruled that she missed the throw to first, but back in safely. Will be the base runner, Friedank Was going to say no Monroe City runner has gotten the chance to touch home plate yet because Wilden Hayne has kept them scoreless.
2: Yeah, great catch there by Daly. The throw by Blakemore. Back Bunch to shown it It's
3: got down. Wilden is going to pick it up, though. to first is brought in by Daly. Well-executed bunt defense there. And although the runner moves into scoring position, a big out number two on the sack bunt by Smith.
2: Yeah, great job by the defense of the Indians. Daly especially there at that last play, they tried to get the runner, which is now at second. Daly was somehow able to haul that in and didn't let it go over
3: her head. So now runner on second, two outs, hit well to right field. That is going to get foul though. So that'll make it no balls and a strike on Chapman. She's flown out to center and struck out swinging. Strikeout here would be nice. Wilden Haynes got seven of them so far and needs to keep that runner at second base. That is the tying run out there with Monroe City batting in the bottom of the sixth inning, has just four more outs to work with. A raise of the hand to call time. Now Chapman gets back into the box, and here comes a swing of the white right, right arm from Hain, and it's fouled off so now 0-2. Good work here by Hain in this at-bat, getting ahead quickly to Chapman, and now just needs one more to send us to the seventh.
2: Yeah, Hain battling, and all she needs is one more to get the Indians out of
3: this bottom of the sixth. Friedan gets second base. She takes the lead. Next pitch. Swung on and missed. And Wilden Hayne punches out the batter Chapman. That will end the inning. It keeps Monroe City scoreless and sends us to the seventh. Damage avoided by the Lady Indians. So this thing's still a one nothing game. Hullsville, can they add some insurance to the top of the seventh we go on the Show Me Sports Network? We'll be right back.
4: Dot com or find her on facebook by searching avon carty
5: at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojoe.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way.
3: To the top of the seventh, we go now on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft, thank you for spending your Saturday with us. Hope it's an enjoyable one. Maybe got some football on in the background. Texas, Alabama, good one. I would advise you not to watch the University of Missouri game because the offense doesn't have much more passing yards than Justin and I do here sitting in the broadcast booth in Mexico but back to the game at hand, Hallsville and Monroe City. It's been Hallsville from the get-go. They led 1-0, three batters into this one, and that's still the score. Now top of the seventh, and first pitch looked at for a ball to Danica Alley. It'll be 8-9-1, and one. Alley, Calvert, and Jones here in the top of the seventh. Can Hallsville add on? Now a 2-0 count to Alley. Pitcher Pratt looks over, bends over the left knee like usual, and now we'll bring home the 2-0 pitch. This one will bend out of the zone. It's now three balls and no strikes. Can Allie reach to start this top of the seventh inning? Pratt has gone six innings and has struck out nine. She has been real good today, especially since those first three batters reached way back in. The first inning has really locked in ever since. And now in a three ball, no strike count to Allie. She will fire in. A called strike to keep the at-bat going. Yeah,
2: great pitch right there by Pratt to keep herself locked in and not let Allie get the leadoff walk to start off this top of the 7th.
3: Allie's got a walk already. That came her last time up. And now she will have to stay in the box because this one finds a strike zone to make it 3-2. and So leadoff batter of the 7th inning. Hallsville is leading, and you would have to assume Wildenhain would be back out for the bottom of the 7th to try and close it out. But some extra runs could never hurt. 3-2 pitches, swung on and missed, as strikeout number 10 of the game for Pratt means out number one here in the seventh inning as she bounces all the way back from a 3-0 count to put Allie down on a K for the second time today.
2: Yeah, great job by Pratt, battling back after she threw three straight balls to strike out Allie.
3: So last hitter in the order, Haley Calvert steps in. Right fielder's got a strikeout looking and a ground out to first base. We'll take a first pitch ball upstairs, 1-0. This game moving very, very quickly got underway about an hour and a half ago, maybe an hour 20. And we're in the top of the seventh inning. Hawes will up one to nothing. Calvert will swing and foul this one off. So now it's 1-1 one, one counts before we go back to the top. Christian Jones waiting on deck. Infield defense for Monroe City. Pretty standard. Chapman... Couple steps in front of the first base bag. First baseman Faff is behind the bag at first, and this one misses low. So now two and one. And Calvert is ahead. Hallsville does not have a whole lot to show in the hit department. They've got just three of them. Two came in the first from Jones and Lucas. Another in the third from Lear. This one is going to get foul, and it is now a two-ball, two-strike count on Calvert looking to do some damage with one out, nobody on.
2: Yeah, let's see if Calvert. Can do some damage here.
3: Back into the circle now is the pitcher, Pratt. She just got into double-digit strikeouts a moment ago. And now in a 2-2 pitch, Calvert will miss upstairs and it's run full. Second straight full count here in the seventh inning.
2: Great take by Calvert. Good eye.
3: So three balls, two strikes, one out, and top of the seventh inning, here in game two of the triangular. Here comes the delivery to Calvert. She will swing and foul it off to stay alive. Didn't make a whole lot of hard contact, but enough to keep the game going, or to keep the at-bat going.
2: Yeah, Calvert battling here during this at-bat. She's really staying in it.
3: So three balls, two strikes. We'll do it again after the foul ball from Calvert. Right fielder hitting in the last spot. In the Hallsville order. Here's the next delivery. It is grounded right side. First baseman Faff has got it. And just like last time, Calvert grounds out. And she is retired for the second out of the seventh inning.
2: Yeah, way to be there by Fath, the first baseman, and able to get it and then step on the bag at first.
3: Kristen Jones steps in. She's tried to lay down a bunt all three times so far today. One of them was successful for a base hit. Other two, she was retired. Would guess the same type of play would be in store here here's the first delivery to her she will swing and she will swing and miss 0 and one seen a whole lot of bunting from Jones so far this season when we've been here but she does have a home run when we were in Hallsville last Monday she did hit a home run that was against Father Tolton but all bunts so far today oh one count she will swing again and foul it straight back. So now she's behind 0 and two Pratt looking for strikeout number 11 and to send us to the bottom of the second seventh inning pardon me still in a 1-0 Hallsville lead defense now takes a little bit of a step back at the corners and a two-strike count not a whole lot though still respecting the possibility that Jones would put one down here's the delivery it will be swung on and missed brought in by the catcher Friedink that's a strikeout the second one of the inning for Pratt in her 11th as she finishes off inning number seven. So to the bottom of the seventh we go. Can Hallsville close this one out? Will will look to get the final three and give Hallsville their second win of the day and their ninth of the season. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network.
6: 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions
7: the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference want to make a big difference in your community be kind to others drive safely and put litter in its proper place Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today.
4: Take walk,
6: Eddie.
3: Here we go, bottom of the seventh inning and a first pitch foul ball. 0 one now on Taylor Pfaff to start the bottom of the seventh. Brienne Wildenhain looking to keep complete strike or excuse me shutout inning number seven and give with her second win of the day. She will now look in and deliver the O-1 pitch. It is swung on a miss to Faf. Now quickly 0-2. Wilden looking to complete her seventh inning of work of this game and her tenth inning overall as she pitched the final three in game one against Mexico. She's got eight strikeouts so far, no runs allowed, just two hits given up in six innings. Here comes the next delivery. Pitch is going to miss upstairs. That makes it one and two on Pfaff. Ella Hayes waits on deck. Pfaff has one of the two hits that Wildenhain has given up. That was a single to the shortstop in the fifth.
2: Yeah, here we go. All Hallsville needs is three outs. Next pitch swung on and missed.
3: And that is out number one in the seventh inning. Pfaff goes down on Kays for the second time in this one. And now number nine for Wildenhain. She's now two outs away from a victory here in Mexico.
2: Yeah, two outs away is Hallsville to get out of this triangular being 2-0.
3: First pitch to Ella Hayes, a called strike 0-1. Hayes struck out swinging her first time up. That came in the second inning, then was hit by a pitch when she last came to the plate in the fifth. And now looking to start a rally. Another swing and a foul tip into the glove of Blakemore. 0-2 is. Golden Hayne is attacking the strike zone pretty easily here in this seventh inning, looking to get these final three outs. Here comes the line, the delivery, pitches, grounded right side, and that's into right field for a base hit. The throw to first from right, and they get her out! Wow. Calvert throws it to Lear, and although it went into right field, Hayes is thrown out at first base on a heads-up play by Calvert. Not often I can write ground out to the number nine spot, but that's a big out number two and it keeps a runner off the bases here in the seventh inning. What a play.
2: Yeah, what a play by Calvert. What a throw to the first baseman. And Lear, my goodness. What a bang-bang sequence of events for Hallsville.
3: First pitch misses upstairs. It'll be all up to the starting pitcher, Lucy Pratt, to keep this game alive. She's the tying run. Pratt struck out twice. And flown out to left field. One ball, no strike delivery coming. It's grounded weakly left side. Lucas bobbles. Now she's got it. Throw to first and it's high, so Pratt will reach safely. I don't know if she would have had her even if the throw was on the money because Lucas had a slight bobble. I would guess that's ruled infield single. And that will mean the tying run reaches here with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning.
2: Yeah, Lucas just not able to corral that one right away. Day tried to throw it over to first, sailed wide, runner safe at first of the infield game. Next day.
3: pitch popped up left side. Lucas has got the catch. is retired, and that's the ball game. Hallsville wins it one to nothing. as hand throws the complete game shutout. And Lucas went into foul territory to make that grab, and nicely done over the right shoulder. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is another Hallsville Lady Indians victory as they take this one one to nothing and it was all because of their best starting pitcher Wilden Hain. I don't know best starting pitcher. I don't know who you would call it on the staff cuz there's a good one, but a dominant performance so far today by Wilden She goes 7 innings, strikes out 9, gives up just 3 hits and no runs allowed.
2: Yeah, great win for Hallsville in this triangular, especially to win both games, beating Mexico in the first game and then beating Monroe City here in the second game. Great triangular for the Hallsville Indians.
3: Well, all it took was just one run for Hallsville, and it came very early in this one. Top of the first inning, Christian Jones had a bunt single. Delaney Crocker walked, and then when Jones was at third base, Lucas singled to right field to score, and that was all it took. So just the three, first three batters in the top of the first inning ended up being the difference, and Wilden Haynes going to get the win. The losing pitcher will be Pratt, but she was, she was something today. Seven innings, 11 strikeouts, gives up just the one runs. Don't want to discredit what she did because she made it awfully tough for Hallsville hitters all day long. She definitely
2: did. And like you said, Ben, seven innings of work for Pratt, eleven K. She did all she could do, but the one run was just good enough to put the Indians above Monroe City here today and Hallsville now goes to nine and two on the season with two wins here today.
3: So Hallsville takes the early one this morning over Mexico eight to five. And then no not a lot of offense to be found in the second one, but it didn't matter because Hallsville takes it one to nothing over Monroe City and although they had just three hits, the three hits were enough, and the Hallsville Lady Indians, like you said, moved to nine and two, and I'm sure they've gotta be feeling good. A successful day here at the softball fields in Mexico. Can't ask for much more out of this, Triangular. Any other thoughts here, Justin, from the two games we saw today?
2: I don't have any more thoughts, that's for sure, Ben. I just gotta say, Hallsville came out, and they play well from start to finish in both games, and. They did what they needed to do and they keep their winning streak alive and now go to 9 and 2 and this is a very good Hallsville Indians team from top to bottom in this order and especially the pitching we saw today and Lear and Wilden Hain on the mound both pitchers great Lear in game 1 then Wilden Hain in relief and then Wilden Hain pitches a complete game in game 2 couldn't have asked for a better day if you're a Hallsville Indians softball fan
3: Final score one to nothing here in the second game of three at the triangular. That's gonna just about do us do it for us on this Saturday afternoon. Brianne Wilderhane gets the win, going seven shutout at innings, punches out nine, allows just three hits. Lucy Pratt takes the loss, also going seven innings, gives up just the one run and punches out eleven. Both teams had just three hits on the day. Game-winning RBI credit to Madison Lucas driving in Christian Jones way back in the first inning, and that was all Hallsville needed. And now they'll make the trip back to Hallsville after a victorious day here at the ballpark. We'll make the trip back to Columbia, and our next broadcast will be on Friday night. Hallsville football, as they will hit the road for their second road game of the season after dropping to 1-2 and two last night. Well, once again, thanks, everyone, for spending your Saturday with us. You're on the Show Me Sports Network. It was a blast like usual. And make sure to tune in with us on 630 on Friday night here on the Show Me Sports Network channel. For Justin Kraft, I'm Ben Schmidt. Enjoy the rest of your, your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Go watch some college football. Go watch some NFL football tomorrow. I know we will. All right, take care, everyone. Until next time on the Show Me Sports Network. Have a good one.
1: You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Lady Indian Softball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Lady Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Lady Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Lady Indian Softball has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society. On Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Lady Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for a Hallsville Lady Indians softball.